I've been speaking on this topic of declaration. And uh, believe it or not, I'm going to speak on it again today. I've been speaking about this idea of the importance of having a faith declaration. Being armed and ready with a powerful faith confession or faith declaration. Being people who are willing to give voice to our faith and always being ready in every season that we go through with a confession, a positive, godly confession of faith. Who knows that's vital? We're going to walk through some trials and we're going to go through some storms in life. We're going to go through all kinds of different things in our lives and we need to be armed with a positive, godly faith confession, a declaration to speak into and over our circumstances. What we speak about is vitally important and what we declare holds power in our lives. What we say to each other is important because the words that we use have power to create outcomes for us and others. I said a number of weeks ago, words are more than just, um, what did I say? They're for creation, not just communication. There we go. I got it. Words are for more than just communication. They're for creation. God spoke and the world was created. Words create reality for us and they create reality for others. My desire in this series of messages is really just to raise the awareness of what it is as followers of Jesus to have a faith declaration and to speak it out. Hopefully to encourage us as a church and as individuals to always be ready to speak with faith. Does anyone feel like I'm on the right page? You're ready and armed to speak with faith. One of my big questions right at the beginning of my series was, do you have a current declaration of faith? Are you armed with one? Have you right now got a declaration of faith that you're standing on and declaring in your lives? I have one. My declaration is my God is a God who heals. That's a good one, isn't it? I will trust him no matter what. See, it's more than words. It becomes a declaration. In fact, it inspires my faith and it lifts me out of the negativity that I can often get into when circumstances are overwhelming or overbearing in my life. A positive confession of faith can lift my eyes much further to look at God. It's a good thing. I don't know about you, but I love reading through the Psalms. Anyone else like reading through the Psalms? Much of the Psalms begin in a way where there's a prayer of confidence at the beginning in who God is. And often in the middle, there's a major lament, or a lament simply means telling God the facts as they stand, and then it's followed by a declaration of faith. By the way, if you're looking for a good pattern of processing pain or problems, this is a good process. Starting with a prayer of confidence, and I'm going to draw out some things that come out of some of the Psalms. Be my rock and my refuge, for you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. There's a good prayer of confidence. The second part, lamenting, give God the facts as they are. My enemies speak against me. They plot to kill me and conspire against me. That's pretty real, isn't it? Got enemies that want to kill me. Is anybody in that situation? Pray not. It's giving God the facts. Then there's the third thing, declare God's truth. Listen to this one. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. I will praise you for your faithfulness. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you. Declaration of God's truth. I will praise you more and more. It's the same psalmist that's going through difficulty and actually is facing death from enemies. Says, I will praise you more and more. Do you think there's something in the power of praise? 
that in the midst of what we go through, praise is powerful in our lives because praise is declaration of who God truly is. So declaration is important. I want to give you a few verses this morning from Psalm 71. And the point of this, because I came across it, is really just to encourage anyone with gray hair. That was kind of what I came up with. Is anyone here this morning in the gray hair brigade? I think I am now. Or I'm certainly on my way to getting there. This, this, this is a passage just for you. Are you ready for it? Psalm 71, verse 17 to 18. Since my youth, because you had one of those, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare the, your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. There is a vital declaration needed from one generation to another. In fact, I could camp here and just preach around this point. I'm not going to, but I could. There's a powerful declaration needed from one generation to another. In fact, if you're in the gray brigade today, let this be like a job description for you. Speak and declare the good deeds and the mighty acts of God to another generation. You have a faith that has stood the test of time. You have trusted God since your youth. You have seen God move and you've seen God do things in your life. You've seen moves of the Spirit of God. You've seen breakthrough in areas in your own life, uh, sin areas and areas of provision. You've seen God do amazing things. We've got to begin to declare the greatness of God to another generation. The stories and the things that God has done in and through your life. I thought I'd get a standing ovation from the Grey Brigade today, but... Never mind. I drew that out of you. That's not genuine. I made you clap. But this morning in this series, I just threw that in for free, by the way. This morning in this series, I want to take a slightly different angle. I think for us to be really armed with a kind of faith that has a voice, the kind of faith that has a a confidence to declare God's truth over our circumstances, to be able to face troubles in life and see the power of a faith declaration in the midst of of our circumstances, I think there's a huge key. And I want to speak on that today. I think the huge key to having the kind of faith that will stand in the midst of difficulty and declare who God is, is that we need to know who we truly are in Christ. In fact, that's the key foundation to living a fruitful life. And I'm going to bury into this a little bit today. The sense to really grasp what it means to be a child of God. And this speaks to my life and speaks from my life. Because the single greatest revelation, and it's still being revealed and it's still being uncovered as I walk through life, that has helped to change my life is to know that I'm a child of God. When I grew up in my family situation, uh, really I would say fatherless in a sense, I needed to know that I belonged and that I was important, that my life had value. And knowing that I was a child of God is what has given me great value in my life. It's the reason I can even stand on a platform and declare the truth of who God is, because God has given me an identity as a son of God. You're a son, you're a daughter of God. This is a great and important truth for us to grasp. And then we walk in the identity that we've been given as children of God. When we know who God is and we get to know who we are, We have a completely different posture in how we journey through life. The way we face circumstances, the way we walk through storms, the way we take on opposition, 
The posture of a child of God is different. There is a confidence. There is a faith. There is a hope. There is a trust in God that he has promised to be with us no matter what we face. Knowing this and having a deep revelation of it will give us a greater declaration and a sense of faith. Particularly when you're facing trials of any kind. Is anyone facing trials at the moment? Does anyone know they're going to face some soon if they're not facing them now? I I think it's probably to some degree every hand in the room. I hope so because then this will help you this morning. I want you to track with me on this thought. The importance of knowing who you are in Christ. Having your identity firmly secured, anchored to who you are as a child of God. Because if you give people enough opportunity, they will have opinions on the kind of person that you are. Others will label you all sorts of things in life. So it's important that you know who you are so that their opinion of you does not shape who you are becoming, but your understanding and revelation of who you are as a child of God is the foundation that you stand upon. We've got to know. Spoken words in the midst of frustration spoken over you have had an impact on how your identity has been shaped. Words like, what's wrong with you? Has anyone ever had that spoken over them? There's obviously something wrong with you. You say that to someone long enough, it begins to shape a reality for them that there must be something wrong with me. Words have power and shape how we see ourselves. And all of these things eat away at and erode our security. Left unchecked or unopposed can leave us with a deep insecurity. Ever wonder where your insecurities come from? A lot of it's around identity, knowing who I am. The more I know who I am in Christ, the greater my identity is and the stronger I can stand in the face of opposition. Let's read from Matthew 16, verse 13 to 17 this morning. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. It's a great passage. So Jesus asks his disciples while he's with them, hey guys, who do, who do people say I am? In other words, what's the rumor on the street about what people think of me? Who, who do people say that I am? What, what identity am I being given by other people? See, people did not really know Jesus, so they speculated about who he was. There will be people in your life who don't really know you. They, don't, they know about you, but they don't really know you. Those are not the voices to give any affirmation to when it comes to your identity. They don't know who you are. They have no clue how you're wired. They have no clue what you're going to do with your life. So don't give power to the voice of the distant person who doesn't really know you. But then Jesus directs this question more to his inner circle. Who do you say that I am? You know, Simon Peter loves it because he got the answer right. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. He, he nailed it. Jesus' response is that this was revealed by the Father because it could not have come through people because people do not recognize who I am. In other words, for you to know I'm the Savior of the world, 
It's not from what I've even done or necessarily what I've said or what others have said. It's from revelation. The Father has revealed to you who I truly am. And Peter receives a great revelation of Jesus. I think many of us, excuse me while I use my lovely sweat gel, my wife got for me. She said, don't point it out, will you, when you use it? Well, I'm an extrovert. That's, there's a towel here. Peter receives a, a revelation. And in the same way Peter receives a revelation about who Jesus is, I think we need to receive that same revelation about who we are. Because the world will tell us all kinds of things about who we are. But I know in my heart, we need a deeper, we need a revelation of who it is that God says that we are. In the same way Peter received a revelation of Jesus, and many of us have received that revelation of who Jesus is, we also need a revelation of who we are. I wonder this morning if we were to bury down into each of our hearts, kind of get a look at what the state of our heart is and what our personal revelation really is, who do we say we are? I wonder what it would sound like. I wonder if it had a voice, what we would hear. I wonder how you see yourself today. I wonder what your personal confession about yourself really is. How much of the truth that you're a child of God has truly taken root in your heart? There have been many things that have shaped who you think you are. Many of them have been cultural or circumstantial. A lot go back to childhood and things spoken over us, things we either achieved or things we didn't achieve. And I think we need to be constantly reminded that hang on a minute, I am a child of God. That is who I am. That is my identity. Let me declare that over you. You are a child of God. You are a son or a daughter of God. That is who you are. That is your identity. I don't care what has been said about you or spoken over you. I don't care what your current job is, whether you have one or you don't have one, whether you have lots of friends or you don't have lots of friends. None of that makes who you are, you who you are. Your identity is a child of God, son and daughter of God. Preach it. I think this is why the word becomes so vitally important in our lives. Getting truth in us gives us revelation of who I am in Christ. It's why it's important to open scripture and to read because God will show you who he has created you to be, who you are in Christ. So the word is important. I'll come back to it in a bit. Who I allow to speak into my life also becomes incredibly vital. The flip side of that coin is how I speak into other lives also becomes vitally important. This is vital in marriage. It's vital as parents. Uh, Isn't it incredible the power that we have to influence each other's identity as a mum, as a dad, as a husband, as a wife? The words that we speak can build up or tear down can create reality for people. Isn't that an incredible power that God has given us? That's why we need to be people of encouragement who put courage in one another. What we say, what we declare over each other and into one another's lives becomes so vitally important. If there's one thing you get from my message today, it's that he wipes sweat away because he sweats all the time. No, it's not that. It's the thought that Your words have power. What you declare really matters, not just for you, but for those around you. 
when we don't know who we really are as children of God, one of the consequences is we can have a blurred view of our purpose and many end up wondering what is the purpose of my life. And I want to speak to this just for a little bit. I hear this statement. I just don't know what my purpose is. Ever heard it? Ever said it? I remember even saying it when I was younger. Well, what's God's purpose for my life? And often what we mean is, I don't know what God wants me to do with my life or where he wants me to go. Can anyone relate to those questions? What does God want me to do? Where does God want me to go? And I think we have confused purpose with calling a lot. You can still meet people 30 years a Christian and they're wondering what is their purpose I felt just to touch on this a bit this morning. Now, these next few moments might be a bit off the wall. But what I'm hoping is they'll actually be revelation and they'll help someone here this morning. Here's my big statement. I think God is more interested in us knowing who we are than what we should do or where we should go. I think God is deeply interested in who we are and who we are becoming more than he is in what we do or where we go. On the other hand, I think we are often more interested in what we should do or where we should go more than who we are becoming. So many people are stuck on what they should do or where they should go rather than who they are becoming. God's purpose is much more connected to who we are than what we do, I think, than we actually realize. Everyone wants to know the what behind God's purpose rather than the who we are being formed to be. God is so interested, church, in who you are becoming. And in my experience, we'll often use circumstances to move us to a greater revelation of who he wants us to be. I learned so much of my much-needed growth areas in the trials that I walked through. When I walked through struggles, not only do I realize how big my God is when I come out the other side, through the process, God works on who I am becoming. I don't know if you've noticed, character development often happens in the midst of trials and struggles and storms in life. Knowing who we are gives us a definitive to our purpose, which is to know God and be known by Him. When we know God, we discover who we are called to be as a son or as a daughter, and I believe that's our purpose. I believe we see it in the beginning of the creation account in Genesis. Something's purpose is linked to its original intended reason for existence. So what was God's purpose for humankind? Man was created for relationship with God, not created for what they would, could, or should do for God. God created us for relationship. He walked and talked in the cool breeze in the garden with Adam and Eve. God wanted relationship with people. That was the purpose to creating us, that he could have relationship with us. So I believe that is everyone's purpose. Knowing God and knowing who we are is the reason we serve God and help others to find the truth of who they are. It comes out of relationship with God. What we do for God is not our purpose. It's the outcome. It's connected to the purpose. That's why God is so interested in who you are becoming today. He is interested in you becoming more like his son, Jesus. He is committed to your transformation of your life much more deeply than you are. God is committed to your transformation. 
He is committed to you receiving revelation that you're a son or a daughter of God. He wants you to know who you are in Christ. He is committed to your transformation. And I wonder whether we're needing to be more committed to our transformation than just what we do or where we go. Because God is deeply committed to us understanding our purpose. Purpose is linked to value. Something that has great purpose has great value. Think of a car key for a moment. It has a great purpose. It also has a great value, and you recognize it when you lose the key. Because the car could be worth X amount of dollars, and it's useless without a car key, unless you're a car thief. However, our value is not based, I want you to hear this this morning, on what we do. So our purpose is less linked to what we do and more linked to who we are. We have purpose and value because we are children of God. That's where our purpose and that's where our value comes from. Therefore, whether I'm the lead pastor of the church or whether I'm on car parking or whether I work in kids ministry or whether I'm on the sound team or welcoming or hosting or whether I'm part of a cleaning team or setting up chairs or whether I'm an accountant or a lawyer or a business person or I'm unemployed. My purpose and value and worth are exactly the same because it is not measured by what we do. It is measured by who we are. That's why I love the church because no one is more valuable or have a greater purpose than any other. We are all the same. We've come in from different walks of life all over the city to gather in church, but our value worth and, and is, is exactly the same. Don't you love that about the church? What other organization is that true? It's awesome. The world judges us completely differently. Our worth, our purpose, our value is measured so much by what we do in the eyes of the world, but that does not stack up in the kingdom of God. Because our worth, purpose, and value is measured by who we are. And we belong to God. And I think sometimes we use the world's value system way too much. We use the world's measuring system far too often. And we end up saying things like this. If I only had the money that person had. If I only had the job that person had. If I only had the job title that person had. If I only had the opportunities that person had. If I only had the athletic body like Carl, that would help. Why are you laughing? And in some way, we end up using the wrong measuring system. But if we could use the eyes that God wants us to have, which is every single one of my children on planet Earth have purpose, worth, and value because they're a child of God. And can I say this? It doesn't matter what religion they're in right now. It doesn't matter whether they're far from God or close to God. It does not change their purpose, their worth, or their value. They just don't know it right now. And God loves us all. 1 John 3 verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are! Exclamation point. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. I love John's exclamation point. Exclamation, proclamation, declaration. That is what we are. John wants us to understand. I didn't just say something nice. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, full stop. No exclamation point. And that is what 
We are. Declaration. Children of God. And the family of God. Every single one of us here. That is what we are. As I've said, I think God is more interested in who we are becoming than what it is that we're doing. And I think that's the emphasis that God wanted me to bring this morning. Your greatest successes will come out of who you are. They'll come out of who you are. Who you are will in turn be reflected through what you do. And it doesn't matter what you do then, who you are will always shine through. In other words, I will always be a great witness because it's who I am. I'll always walk around my head held high and a word of declaration and a testimony ready to go because that's who I am. It doesn't matter what I do. It's about who I am. I think my own journey, and I think on it quite often, while it's vital for me to continue to upskill, many of you are saying, amen, do some upskilling, and train and get better at what I do. I think that's really important. I must be absolutely committed to keep working on who I am becoming. I feel that in my heart for many of us. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to go and you're going to do this and you're going to do that and you're going to go here and you're going to go there. But don't neglect working on who you are becoming. That's why I know God is more committed to our transformation than perhaps our vocation or even our ministry calling. Yet many of our prayers, thinking on my own prayers, I'll talk about myself. A lot of my own prayers and requests are about what I do, what I need his help with, what I need him to do in the church and not about who I'm becoming. As I was preparing this message and I was thinking about my quiet times, thinking about my prayer times, I was thinking, God, so much of my prayer is about what I do. And perhaps it needs to be a little bit about who I am and who I am becoming. Perhaps I need to pray into this just a little bit more. But it's a both and. It's what I do, yes, but it's also who I am. Who you are is what will stand in the end. If what was taken away tomorrow, if what you do was taken away from you tomorrow, you can still stand and you won't fall apart when you know that you are a child of God. Because it's not about what you do, it's about who you are. Easy said, right? Easy to say, easy to proclaim. But the trap of what I do giving me my identity is an easy one to fall into. Is it not? Like, like it gives me a little bit of credibility with people. Like, like I find my identity, if I'm really good at what I do, wins favor with people. And yet that's the world's system. God's system is if I take that off you tomorrow or you lose that tomorrow, does not change your worth, does not change your purpose, it does not change your value. Is that not good news? It's awesome news. Our purpose to know God and be known by him, that's relationship. That's why he created you and I, to live as children of God. If we continue to live in that understanding, how different things can be. If that was to become my posture and how I live my life and how I walk out my destiny with God, if I could live as a child of God and that be my lens, how different things would be. When I encounter the moronic driver, no, you can't say that, the the person who's not very good at driving, if my lens can be They have purpose, worth, and value. They're a child of God. Maybe that could change my overreaction. (laughs) Let's hope so, yeah. When I walk through life, and God's called us to relationship with people, and he's called us to be in the world but not of the world, that means we can be in the world but we have a different system to the world. We view things very differently. 
We posture ourselves completely differently. When I walk into a business meeting as a son of God, my posture is different. My view is different because every person I encounter, their worth, their purpose, and their value is not on what they do or what they can give me, but as a child of God. So when we can get the revelation that we are children of God, we also need the revelation that so is everybody else around our lives. There's so much more I could say on this today. And if you know me, I've always got lots to say. But I want to speak some verses over us this morning as declarations of who God says that we are. I kind of want to lead the way in this because I think the world influences us far too much on our value, our purpose, and our worth. And I think the word is full of declarations of who God says that we are. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to hold on to any false testimony of who I am or words that people have spoken or things that have shaped my identity. I want to hold on to what God says, who God says. I want that to be the foundation and platform that I walk out the rest of my life on. It's a daily decision. It's a challenge. We fall back into traps. That's why the word is so good in your life daily if you can. But as often as you can, if you're in a low point, pick up the word. Say, God, what do you say about me? What do I hold on to today? What can I hold on to of truth that will help me get through today? And I want to speak some of these things over your life. Because this is where the word can have a huge impact in your life. Let me just tell you who you are through some I am declarations from God's word. I am God's child. I am a disciple, a friend of Jesus Christ. I am justified. I am united with the Lord, and I am one with him in spirit. These are not made up. These are straight out of the Bible. I am bought with a price, and I belong to God. Listen, God paid the ultimate price for your life. That's how much value you have as a child of God. Some of us have a diminished value. Let that scripture speak into your heart some truth today. I am bought with a price and I belong to God. He loves you. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die upon the cross for you so you could get the revelation as a child of God and have hope in him and in eternal destiny. You are of great value. The world may have spoken over you and said you're not worth much. You might have got a system that has been wrong that has told you you don't have value. I declare today you were bought with a price and his name was Jesus Christ and he shed his blood on the cross so you today could know that you are of great value to him. And it's not about what you do or should do or could do. It's about who you are. I am redeemed and forgiven for all my sins. Who can say amen to that? I am complete in Christ. I am granted direct access to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ. Direct access. No intermediary. I don't have to sacrifice something. Because of Jesus having paid the price, I get direct access to the throne of grace. And actually it's a throne of grace and mercy. I am free from condemnation. Condemnation does not come from God. It comes from the enemy. Jesus went to the cross so you would not longer walk in condemnation or guilt for the things that you've done wrong. He took the penalty for sin and the mess of your life upon himself on the cross that those who would turn their lives to him, repent for the things they've done wrong, there would be no more condemnation 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm assured that God works for my good in all circumstances. Who wants to hold on to that this morning? Because boy, you've got some circumstances that you're facing. You've got some things that you're going through. But man, can you declare that God works for good in all circumstances? I'm certainly holding on to this in my life and I'm holding on to it for you as well. If you're walking through something today that is difficult, you're going through pain and struggle and difficulty, hold on to this promise that God will work all things together for good. He is in the midst of even your darkest night and your most difficult season that you're in. I cannot be separated from the love of God. I am established, anointed, and sealed by God. I am hidden with Christ in God. I am confident that God will complete the good work He started in me. Hallelujah. God will complete it in our lives. I am a citizen of heaven. That is my origin. That is where I've come from. God planned me. He purposed me. You've been planned and purposed. No one in this room is a mistake. No one's an accident. No one's here by chance. God purposed and planned you. You're a citizen of heaven and your destiny is to spend eternity with Him forever in heaven. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am born of God. I've been chosen and appointed to go and bear fruit. I am seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realm. I am God's workmanship. I am able to approach God with freedom and confidence. You are able to come into the presence of God with freedom and confidence because of what He's done for you and because of who you are. I'm able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me, all things. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we thank you again with such grateful hearts that we are your children, your sons and your daughters. Much like Peter received a revelation from heaven knowing who Jesus was, we ask today, Holy Spirit, you would reveal to us a fresh who each one of us is in you. We thank you for your love, which you so lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And we declare today that is who we are. Lord, we continue to open our hearts to you and say yes to your transforming power at work within our lives. I ask you today, Lord, to take this message and accomplish what you need to in our lives. May the truth of who you say we are fill our hearts and shape our lives. And that would be our security. And that would be our great hope. I pray, Lord, that each one of us would continue to have the truth of who we are in our mouths. Ready to declare truth in our moments of difficulty and of doubt. When we are in the middle of storms of life, we as children of God would always be armed with a declaration of praise.